Hello there. Finally, here we are, and let the madness begin. This is the very first episode of the Atomic Skull Podcast. I am excited. I am exhausted. I am very grateful that you're taking the time to listen to this mess, and this episode is definitely going to be a mess. I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing, so strap in. Uh, Now, look, it isn't my direct intention to set up top-tier expectations of quality right out of the gate, but I am clueless on how to start this episode. I have more nipples than I've listened to podcasts, which the finer points of that particular factoid may surprise you. Uh, That's right, I referenced my nipples before I even gave you my name, ladies. Uh, My name is Matthew Kitson. We'll get to more about me later on down the line. The first thing that I want to talk about is what got me to this particular moment, sitting in front of a microphone, talking at you with a coffee on my left and a dog to my right. Uh, now, So let me interrupt everything right up front to tell you about my love of coffee because this is very important. Now dig, if you will, a picture of a Nicholas Sparks novel about a soft-bodied man writing thirsty, literally thirsty letters to an iced mocha in a comedically oversized cup to the sappiest 80s air supply song that you have ever heard. And that doesn't even begin to explain how I feel about coffee, okay? And if you ever see me somewhere and you're feeling kind and wanna get me one, Just know that I like it as bitter and as dark as my last year of high school, all right? So let's get back to the program here. Um, One thing that I should tell you about before I really dive in is I am a pop culture psycho. Uh, I was raised by TV instead of parents. I am a total movie nerd. Music is and will always be the first love of my life. My whole existence is one continuous pop culture reference after another. So always be on the lookout for that out here. Uh, And I guess one advisory for this whole piece of business you're listening to, as well as my whole thing as a person, is that it is going to get both intentionally and unintentionally dark and inappropriate. And I reserve the right to be very generous with my cursing. So while I hope they're listening, I want to apologize in advance to my grandparents and probably give a blanket apology to all grandparents out there. Uh, Despite my sincere best intentions, my mouth always gets me into trouble and my brain is an asshole. So take this as a promise or a threat. There is nothing I won't talk about when I do this. Nothing is off limits for me. And I understand if that isn't your cup of tea. I just don't want anyone to take a shit in my bed and then blame it on the dog because I said something that went sideways. And I probably will. Um, So now make no mistake. Just because there's nothing I won't talk about doesn't mean there's nothing I won't say. I 
promise I am going to do my best to avoid, you know, gatekeeping, gaslighting, mansplaining, making any jokes about Jada Pinkett, just in case. Um, If I do end up doing any of that, first of all, don't slap me. Uh, But don't be afraid to call me on my shit, okay? I am not perfect. I am always trying to be better. AtomicSkullPodcast at gmail.com. Be respectful, uh, but I definitely want this whole thing to be interactive. You know what I mean? I like I want to I want to talk to y'all. I want to hear from y'all. Um, another quick limited expectation that I want to set with you guys is the production value. Uh, it's it is not going to win any awards. I have no idea what I'm doing. I am not an expert in anything. Star Trek: The Next Generation trivia, maybe. Uh, I am just a dude who thinks he has something to say. This could be you. And the purpose of this whole endeavor is to try to figure out what that something to say is. You know, I, I feel like if I throw enough verbal spaghetti against the wall, something has to stick, right? In the meantime, I will do my absolute best to provide you with only the finest, most elite purple vein dick jokes that 2022 and beyond has to offer all right um so one of the recurring ideas that i see myself coming back to is uh the things that i've learned in my life and everything and everyone around me and either the awful or hysterical usually both way that i've learned them uh as well as the things that i haven't learned yet There's a lot of those, like why my beautiful wife, Mrs. What's-Her-Name, will buy nail polish in colors that she admits she doesn't like, but wants to have them around just in case she needs them. AtomicSkullPodcast at gmail.com if you have any insight on that, because I have no clue. All right, so how did I get here? Um, Believe it or not, I've had a lot of people I know over the last couple of years suggest that I do something like this, which... I feel like it's either a very kind thing to say or a passive-aggressive way of telling me that I talk too much. Probably a little column A, a little column B. Sorry, guys. My throat's a little dry. So I don't know what the median age of people who do this kind of thing is. But I, for me, I'm years old. And I've listened to maybe a couple of podcasts ever. And like I said, I don't know what I'm doing from nothing. I'm not bringing any useful expertise to the table. Meanwhile, the computer on the Enterprise D in Star Trek The Next Generation was voiced by Majel Barrett, who's the creator of Star Trek Gene Roddenberry's wife. I can give you guys a second to put that in a note on your phone. Uh, I can tell you firsthand there's no better way to slide into a DM than with an 80s science fiction trivia fact. You guys got it? Okay. Uh, so I started looking into everything I would need to get this pile up and running. And, uh, so for your infotainment, I'm going to dive into some of the things that I found during my research to consider if you ever want to do something like this, uh, which I suggest because I've had a blast and I've learned a ton. Uh, my goal hopefully is to free up some valuable phone time while you're on the shitter to, you know, look at memes or something. I don't know. Uh, so let's get to it. All right. So this is how to start a podcast in eight easy steps. Okay. Step one, get inspired. Uh, so for the longest time, like I said, podcasts weren't even on my radar. 
uh, I will be the first to admit I am a total Johnny come lately with all this stuff. I have loved stand-up comedy my entire life. I feel like there's a lot more built-in energy with stand-up comedy versus podcasts. Um, I love making people laugh. It's one of the great joys of my life. And a quote that I keep really, really close to my heart is Stephen Colbert. He said, it's impossible to be cynical when you're laughing. You know, that's utterly beautiful to me. Um, so I pride myself in knowing my shit when it comes to stand-up comedy. You know, I love Richard Pryor. I love Steve Martin, Sam Kennison, Bill Hicks, Hannibal Beerus, my hometown girl, Margaret Cho, Mitch Hedberg, John Mulaney, Bernie Mac, Mark Marin, and everyone in between. Uh, up until a few years ago, my favorite living comedian was Louis C.K. Unfortunately, around 2017, that ended up not really turning out very well for me. Um, I suppose it didn't really turn out really well for Louis either. Although he did win a Grammy this year, which I definitely did not have on my 2022 bingo card. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Louis C.K. got busted taking his junk out and working it in front of a female co-worker or two and got me too'd out of the fucking solar system. So uh, since then, like, he has done a ton of sold-out shows and he's released some specials, but for me, like, I tried listening to his stuff and after everything that happened, I just, I couldn't. Like, it felt weird. So I started poking around a podcast or two and I realized, like, it could be kind of a longer form of comedy and conversation where I don't have to put on pants, which is a huge selling point for me. I am a fan of any occasion where I can get out of putting on pants. So um, that gets us to step two. Step two is get motivated. Uh, I find personally spite to be an excellent motivator for myself. Uh, I watched this video a while back of a 19-year-old kid who solved three Rubik's Cubes in under five minutes while juggling them. And the first thing that comes to my mind when I saw that was I can't figure out how to set the clock on my fucking coffee maker. So I listened to Eye of the Tiger and Lose Yourself a couple of dozen times to hype myself up. And I realized that if a 19-year-old fetus can do that crazy shit, I can at least do this. So step three, do your research. When I started looking into what it would take to get everything off the ground, the first thing I did, of course, is I looked it up on YouTube. YouTube has taught me how to do everything um, from rapping Busta Rhymes verse and look at me now to changing the ball cock on a toilet. By the way, if you giggled even for a second in your head when I said the word ball cock, you're in the right place. The first video that I found when I was looking all this stuff up pretty much started with a really nice young lady asking the question, who would want to listen to your podcast? So after I cried about that for a couple of hours, I realized that I actually had an in-house resource. My beautiful wife, Mrs. What's-Her-Name, as she puts it, got her BS in communications from Arizona State. And let me tell you, when I think of BS... I think of my wife. So I told her I was thinking about, you know, doing this whole thing, starting a podcast. And I asked if she learned anything in college that might help me out. And her exact answer, which I wrote down, was, and I quote, one part gin to two parts tonic water and CVS usually restocks plan B pills at 2 a.m. on Thursdays. I mean, any information helps. So 
Thank you, sweetie. Step four, burn your nipple while pan frying a chicken breast. Now, I don't know why this is on the list or how this helps, but it happened, it hurts, and here we are. Step five, who do you want to listen to your podcast? So about a month ago, I went and got a cocktail with one of my less bitchy ex-girlfriends, which I can't wait to crack open that dumpster fire of a story somewhere down the line. And she asked me who my target listener is. Shit, man. Like, that's a heavy question. I can't just say everyone because that doesn't work. And more importantly, it isn't accurate. Like, if right at this moment you're genuinely pissed off that Kid Rock canceled a state fair gig you were at recently because it was too windy, this podcast probably isn't for you. Uh, If you've ever tipped a server one of those fake bills that ends up being an advertisement for a church, you should move on and probably stop eating at restaurants before a server fucking murders you. So I spent a lot of time thinking about the idea of my target listener. And this is what I have to say to anyone who actually is like taking the time to listen to this thing. I don't give a shit about your politics, about your background, about what color you are, who you voted for, what God you do or don't believe in, what food you do or don't eat, what kind of music you listen to, your gender identity, your sexual identity, that piggly wiggly you knocked over in Yazoo, whatever part of you is different, whatever part of you is weird, I don't give a shit, man. I have spent my whole life being the weird kid. Uh, Either I am misunderstood or I am not understood at all. So if you've ever felt like the weird kid, if you've ever felt misunderstood or out of place, I don't know, fucking welcome home, man. So step six, what makes your podcast unique versus everything else out there? Now, Unique is a term that has been used to describe me by many therapists, okay? I have mental issues up the wazoo. On the other end of that spectrum, I do attempt to be positive on occasion, but I'm not going to punch you in the balls with positive thoughts. Like, you're not going to hear me use the term manifest while listening to me talk. For years, technically, I've been manifesting Margot Robbie completely Harley Quinned up walking into my house with a piping hot plate of french fries in the mood to jump on a trampoline for some reason. So far, I don't have a trampoline and Margot Robbie is still married. So I'm going to call wholesale bullshit on that entire way of thinking. I am a tattooed, macabre mess of a person who is equally fascinated by serial killers and everyone who has ever been on 90 Day Fiance, many of who might also be serial killers. Oh, that's right. You can roast marshmallows with my hot takes. Enjoy. So step seven, learn to listen to your voice without throwing up. We're, uh, we're going to need to come back to this one another time. Step eight, have some sort of direction. All right. Uh, Make sure you know where you're headed with the whole thing. And this whole podcast is going to be more of a cautionary tale for step eight because I am absolutely clueless. I have no real format yet. The segments I want to do are a work in progress at best. 
I can't decide if I want to have guest hosts down the line, maybe a co-host. I don't want to get anyone's hopes up, but I reached out to Tom Cruise's booking agent on Instagram and he blocked me. So, you know, the sky's the limit. (laughs) I'm going to build this thing as I go, you guys, and I just hope you like it. All right. So there are your eight steps on how to create a podcast at the very least how to get it started the rest is up to you if you start one let me know i look forward to hearing it so now that we got that out of the way uh there's a couple more shits that i want to talk about before i wrap up this turkey so uh one of the things that i really want to try to do every episode is go over the best and worst pop culture moments since the last episode which is weekly Oh man, we're going to we're going to try and do this thing weekly, all right? We're going to do our best. So, I'm going to tell you right now, if you are in the market to invest in something, I might suggest coffee futures because I'm going to be mainlining coffee by the wheelbarrow, okay? So, Comic-Con, Comic-Con San Diego, Comic-Con happened this last weekend, the big show, and that sort of hijacks everything else going on pop culture-wise, which is normally fine. And I want to start with kind of the negative part before I get to the good stuff. So something that I've heard and even experienced about cons all over the country is they're not the same. Ever since life went sideways in 2020, comic cons have just been kind of different. I have a good friend who lives in San Diego and she gets tickets to the Comic-Con there every year. And she was telling me this last week about how the vibe is totally different this year. Uh, Hall H, which any nerd knows, is the massive room where they announce all the really big stuff. They usually have a wait of like several hours to get in. I went to Comic-Con, I think in 2010, there were people camping out and waiting overnight to get in that room. Apparently this year, they were doing fucking walk-ins one of the day. That is wild. So for any well-adjusted non-LARPers out there who are listening, imagine getting tickets to your favorite all-star game, right? And they tell you, just go sit in whatever seat you want close to the field. Like that's awesome and all, but it's literally fucking unbelievable now i get it it's still bananas out there you know it's been a hell of a few years and people are trying to evolve the way that they live it's not bothersome to me like i'm not pissed or anything i'm not bitching it's just super interesting i went to my local comic con this year a couple of months ago and it was the same story it felt different People were acting different. People were kind of keeping to themselves. It was it was really weird. Um, one of the things that did stay the same, though, is most of the big names that were announced ended up canceling. At least that was fucking normal. All right, so for the positive side, I got to talk about the big Marvel panel at Comic-Con. Okay, so something about me, I am unapologetically a big old Marvel hoe, all right? I have been reading Marvel comics since I was a kid. The whole cinematic universe they've built is amazing to me. The characters and the stories that have come to life, like right off the pages that I read when I was a very young virgin, just putting it on a different format is absolutely wonderful. The way that they have the movies and the shows interweave together, kind of like the comics do, it's unprecedented. Like nothing has ever happened like that before. And I absolutely love it. Now, I'm not saying I'm not 
critical of the things that I do. There's a few things that I don't like about it at all, but that doesn't mean that I don't enjoy the ride any less, you know? A lot of nerds are giving the whole MCU shit because it isn't as cohesive as it was before the that last big Avengers movie, of course, which I absolutely loved. I've cried dozens of times, and that's true. I totally get that, but also if you read comic books, sometimes there's like this huge overarching story that takes place over many, many, many issues. Sometimes the comic is a one issue self-containing story. That doesn't mean the movie should get a free pass. It's just fans need to understand it's gonna be different. You know what I mean? Like the last Thor movie. It was good. I liked it fine. I love Taika Waititi. It was just this self-containing story that move the characters forward, but it just didn't go towards an overall bigger story. Now that is partly Marvel's fault, right? Because they taught us that everything is going to go towards a bigger story. They spent 20 movies doing that. It's just kind of different now. And there's nothing wrong with it being different. It's just, you know, it's tough to, uh, once you teach somebody something, it's tough to teach them something different. So I will admit they kind of dug themselves into their own hole there. But also at the same time, like the movies aren't bad. They're just not what you expect. And there is nothing wrong with that. And now everything that they announced at San Diego Comic-Con is hopefully a sign that they were gaining their footing a little bit because they announced a ton of stuff through like 2025 and a bunch of phases and all this stuff. The big positive thing that I love the most is that new Black Panther trailer. It is hot. I've been super worried with everything about that movie because I read that the production was kind of difficult and they're literally filming the movie without the main star that built the franchise. That alone must have been utterly difficult but ryan coogler is one of the best directors out there right now if you haven't seen fruitvale station you know i mean wait until this whole thing is done and then go watch it that movie will change you for the rest of your life coogler has so much heart and i'm like i was excited to see what he was going to do within with the next black panther movie and the trailer alone is utterly beautiful and it's gotten a stupid amount of views i am looking forward to audibly sobbing in that movie theater when I see it. Uh, the trailer alone, I felt like I went through all five stages of grief. So I'm going to need one of those $45 things of junior mints to eat my feelings when I see that thing. Man, I love movies. So speaking of, I got to see Nope, which is the new Jordan Peele movie. I liked it. I don't want to talk about the movie itself a lot because I don't want to spoil it. But, you know, if you liked Get Out, if you liked Us you'll like this one. If you didn't like those first two of his, you probably won't. What I love is that he's taking like this kind of stale genre and turning it on its head and giving us something completely different. I really like that the content of his movies are very different, but I will admit that the style of the movies are the same, which is a very Quentin Tarantino thing to do. And I am not throwing any shade because I'm a total Tarantino slut, but you got to admit, all his movies have the same style. Uh, either you like all of them or you don't like all of them, except for Death Proof. Nobody really likes Death Proof, but we're just gonna skip right over that. Jordan Peele is the same way. And Nope is really divisive, which I love. I love divisive movies because there's always so much to talk about. You know, I've heard people say that it's too slow. 
And one one thing for me that I'm really critical about Marvel movies, to go back to that, is they've kind of taught us to not have patience anymore for buildup and like nuanced pacing, which there was there was a good amount of that in Nope. Like, you know, Marvel movies have taught us to just, we expect to just jump right into the action, right? That's what we've been conditioned for. Like, moviegoers are high school boys wanting to immediately get to the penetration instead of taking a little time to lead and build up to it which makes that third act so much better if you know what i'm talking about um i know every woman listening right now is thinking that's not limited to high school boys that's pretty much all boys which is probably fair so that being said for the record my favorite thing that jordan peele has ever done is still the east west college bowl from key and peele if you haven't seen that check it out i am definitely not a sports guy but i laugh my ass off every time i watch it all right you guys we made it holy shit uh most importantly i want to say thank you so so much from the bottom of whatever is left of my heart for taking this journey with me i am so grateful for the support that i've already gotten from a lot of people around me i have had an absolute blast getting this started up please tell your friends i am working hard to get this posted everywhere spotify Apple Music, um, anything with the word pod in it. Uh, I think it's going to be up on Grinder somehow. I, I hope you'll subscribe and continue to take a little time with me every week. Please, please give me five stars wherever you're listening. Uh, any hopefully positive feedback that you want to give me, questions you have, articles, things that you want me to talk about, um, any kind of topic, anything that you want me to cover, anything like that, email me, atomicskullpodcast at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram at atomicskullpodcasts. I know the Kardashians hate Instagram now. I think I read that. Is Instagram still up? I think, I don't know. I think it is. But you can you can catch me on there with my bullshit. Now, one thing that I will be doing every episode is a song of the week. Uh, It's going to be a song that I absolutely suggest you listen to for whatever reason. It could be a song that I've just had stuck in my head, maybe a song that I talk about in the episode, I don't know. There's a playlist on Spotify that you can search for and you can follow called Atomic Skull Songs of the Week, and I'll be adding a new song each week so that you can keep up and listen to it and check it out and it's easy to find for you. Now the first song sets the tone. And there are two reasons that I want to choose this particular one. First, I need all the help that I can get with this whole podcast thing. And second, when I get going, there ain't no slowing. So the song of the week is Get Behind Me, Satan, and Push by Billy Joe Spears. Uh, That's all that I got, you guys. Thank you so, so much. And I will see you next week. How are you doing?